Hey everyone, welcome to another week of the podcast. My name is Jenna Grace May. I'm an artist, worship leader, wife, songwriter, friend, and lover of Jesus. You can find out way more about me on my website, jennagracemay.com, or on my social medias, at jennagracemay. Welcome to another week. Thank you for coming back and listening again. I have something that I just have been wanting to talk about for a while, and then last night it came up again, and I thought today would be the perfect day to share it. So last night, I was leading worship at my church at a uh, smaller gathering. It's more of an intimate gathering for people that are um, just going through maybe a valley in their life and um, are just seeking out the process of healing and restoration and redemption. It's actually a really um, beautiful ministry in our church, and I love that I get to be a part of it. And last night was the launch of the um, fall season. And so it was the first night. So I didn't really know, uh, I, I'd done it before, but I didn't really know what to expect as the worship leader. And I was, I was very, I was looking forward to it so much. And so as we, uh, went up on the stage at the beginning, um, the pastor requested that we would just play music for the first like five minutes and let people come in and settle. So the band was just playing, uh, playing some soft and, um, peaceful music. And, as they came, as people were coming in, there was a little girl that came to the front, and there was this perfect space for her to just come right up to the front in the center. And I, I looked down, and she had ballet slippers on and a dress, and she started to dance. And I got so excited. I was so happy this little girl was going to dance, and she was dancing during like the pre-service music and the pre-worship music. And so uh, I was like, oh, I got to tell her like she needs to keep dancing so like I leaned over and I was like hey come here and she came up to me and I was like I love your dancing please don't stop and she's like okay she was so like about it she's like okay and I was like no don't stop (laughs) because like I know a lot of times when I've been in gatherings where kids dance their moms sometimes like after a few minutes like they tell them stop and I just didn't want her mom to tell her to stop and so her mom heard me say that and she saw that I was super excited for her to be dancing so um I was just making sure that her mom wouldn't feel like she needed to tell her to stop because she doesn't need to stop and uh I knew that her dancing which I don't think people realize this like a child that childlike faith like it releases so much within us it it opens us up as adults to the tenderness of a child and we need that childlike faith like we we want to find that access that childlike heart within us in worship and in our day-to-day life and in our faith and so I was like this this is going to set up the night for us like and also when I saw her it was such a god hug like I was a little girl with the ballet slippers when I was little I was the one that danced all over the house, all around. I would gather my family together and put on dancing performances during Thanksgiving (laughs) with my sister. My uh, grandma had these, like, I don't know where she got these, but they're like these, like, silky nightgowns. And we used to go get them and uh, put on her silky nightgowns. They were, like, bright colors, like blue. And we would... um, 
get everybody's attention and me and my sister would turn on music and we would just dance and dance and dance and everybody would be talking but every once in a while I would be checking to see if like my parents and you know the most important people to me in the room were watching and I would go be like hey are you watching and then like (laughs) I'm dancing and um that's just that was just me and that was that I think that that's the pureness and the father, like the father, our father God, like loves to see us dance. He loves to see his children filled with joy and freedom. And I got that little God hug when I saw this little girl dancing and I knew I was about to take on uh, the leading of the worship for that night. And God brought me back to that place before I even started so that I could lead from that place. And God is so kind, you know, like he does those things for us. If we would just open our eyes and notice. And I knew that, um, that that only wouldn't it only unlock things for me, but it would unlock things for people in that room, especially because in that room there were hurting people. There are people that maybe haven't danced in years or maybe feel like they can never dance again. And I love this verse. This verse has meant a lot to me. Um, I've had a lot of brokenness in my life and I've had a lot of pain in my life where that little girl that I talked about that I used to like used to be me dancing before my family never thought she would be that way again. I never thought I would dance like that again or feel that joy again. And like a lot had been lost. A lot of <clears throat> sorry, a lot of hope, a lot of freedom, a lot of confidence um, had been lost through a, just a multitude of things. And I went through a healing process, which I believe that we're always and continually being restored and redeemed. And so I'm still on that process, but I went through a very um, deep healing process while I worked at um, a camp as a as a camp counselor. I was in serving. I was serving the Lord in so many ways, and, and it was hard. It was hard work. Um, but while I did that, I was exposed to worship every single night and teachings every night and small groups in leadership. And um, basically, I was just devouring the Word of God. And that will change your life forever. And while I went through this process, it actually was 10 years on and off, really, that I worked in this ministry and God healed my heart. And I found this verse along the way. It's from Psalm 30, and it's verse 11. And this is something that I experienced, and I just love this this verse. It says, You turn my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. And now my heart will sing to you, and I will not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And I believe that for you too. If you feel like you're in a season of mourning, or if you feel like you've been in mourning and you've had brokenness and pain. I mean, I can tell you right now as a testimony, God can make you dance again. God can set your feet to dancing again. And he has done it in my life. And now I can stand before people as a worship leader and like lead them into that place from restoration, from redemption, because I've experienced it in my own life. And, um, 
I just love. You have turned my weeping into dancing and you've clothed me with joy. And now my heart will sing to you and I will not be silent. I took those words to heart. When he changed my life, like when he took turn my weeping into dancing. I was like, my heart's going to sing to you and I'm not going to be silent. And I like, literally I'm going to sing to you and I'm going to lead worship and I'm going to pursue you, God. And I'm going to invite others to enter into this healing because I know that it is within all of our reach because you have made a way you have made it so, so that we could experience freedom and healing on this side of eternity here and now. And so last night that little girl was dancing and it was just like a word from God straight to my heart that even here we can dance, even in this this time of mourning, even in this time of brokenness, which the people in that room were, were experiencing times of brokenness. That's what the ministry is for. But even now we can dance. And the first song we started with was a song called Raise a Hallelujah, which was written for that very purpose that we would raise a hallelujah in the middle of a storm and experience that power and praise and power and worship and power in dancing. And so I just want to talk a little bit about praise, especially Um, undignified praise, wild praise, praise that is not what we've been um, kind of uh, trained to do in church. It it breaks my heart that we kind of have these um, forums and this, this list of like, this is what you do in church. This is what you don't do in church. Yet my Bible doesn't say any of that. And I am so excited that we are coming into a time um, in our generation that we're starting to realize that um, rules and regulations um, are not what the Holy Spirit is about. Like God has set us free from all of that. And um, he, he wants us to steward our hearts well. And to do that, we have to be real with him and honest with him and not put on this plastic, I've got it all together, walking into church thing. Because God sees straight through that. And the, the freedom is on the other side of you releasing that and being real with him, especially in a corporate environment. There's something um, just so powerful that happens when we come together and we're honest and we're authentic and vulnerable with our brothers and sisters. God moves so powerfully through his, through, through his people. Um, and so I just want to share a little bit from this book that my pastor at church wrote with, um, one of our, uh, worship leader that goes to our church. And, um, I want to start with Psalm 30, no, not Psalm 30, Psalm 69, verse 30. It says, I will praise the name of God with a song and I will magnify him with thanksgiving. And, um, the word praise in this verse Um, The Hebrew for that word is halal, and halal means undignified praise. And I'll go more into that in just a second. But what this book um, talks about, which um, I would I recommend this book. It's by Darren Whitehead and Chris Tomlin, and it's called Holy Roar. And it's about the seven words that will change the way you worship. The seven Hebrew words. And let me open up this page really quick. Sorry if you hear pages. not a very professional podcast recorder, but anyways, um, so halal, he has the definition here. Um, 
To boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Uh, And that's what that word means right here in Psalm 69. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. He talks about um, halal being the primary Hebrew word for praise. It's the word from which we derive the biblical word hallelujah. It is an exuberant expression of celebration, a word that connotes boasting, raving, and celebrating. It carries with it the notion of acting in a way that is clamorously foolish. True halal contemplates laying aside your inhibitions and killing your self-consciousness. What a beautiful, beautiful word to describe a way to praise God. Because there are many ways to praise. There are many ways to worship. There's seven words that we talk about in this book. But um, and some of them are to kneel, to shout. And today we are talking about um, undignified praise. And I would even say <clears throat> to dance. To dance before the Lord. To let go and kill your self-consciousness. To not worry about pleasing men but please God with your worship. And I really, truly believe that that will help us return to that pure place, that childlike worship, that childlike praise, that childlike faith that um, releases us into our healing. There's so much healing that comes through worship, through true and unhindered pure worship that um when we just thank god and we we boast in the lord like we just tell him how thankful we are for his kindness and his goodness and we remember his acts of faithfulness not only in our life but also in the generations before us and also in his word how faithful he has been to his people from the very moment that he breathed life into Adam and Eve. He has been so faithful to us. He is so, so worthy of all of our undignified praise that we should never hold back from him. And we have to know that like when there's oppression on us, there's this pressing against us to keep us from that that is from the enemy that is that is the the enemy of our soul that is the person that is the the one that does not want us to to experience the freedom the fullness of the gift of grace the fullness of his mercy the fullness of our freedom he knows the enemy knows what who we can be like when we're set free I say this all the time it is for freedom that you have been set free I love that verse in the Bible because my freedom like I told you about earlier in this podcast when I was a little girl I danced and then boy I got hurt for a long time by situations in life circumstances in life things that were so out of our control that happened and I never thought I would dance again but then I got free I got healed and it changed me and now that little girl stands before people and I just encourage and I and I tell them be free be free and I be free before them and i I pray that my freedom sets others free in Jesus' name. And I use that freedom and that um, the, the things that Jesus has overcome in my life to set other people free. 
And the enemy hates that. And he will always try to stop me and you from doing that. But we have to say, no, I'm not going to listen to those voices. I'm going to listen to the voice of the one who created me, who is so worthy of all of my undignified praise. And I will worship him with everything in me. And I will do whatever it takes to regain that childlike faith, to dance again, that to receive that um, gift that he has turned my weeping into dancing, and to receive the clothing, the garment of praise. He's clothed me with joy again. That's Isaiah 61. Got to read that. Another freedom chapter in the Bible. Love it. Clothe me with joy that my heart will sing to you, and I will not be silent. I also love the verse from Hebrews 4.16. Let us draw, let us with confidence, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. God says, come on, come to my throne, come to my feet, says Jesus. Come with confidence, enter into the throne room, receive mercy, receive grace, and I will help you in time of need. He is just waiting for us to come to him. He's waiting for us to come to him. His arms are open wide for his children just to come dancing into his presence. And that's what's on my heart today. And that is what I am asking God to help me do. Help me. Like I'm preaching all of this to you right now, but I'm also preaching to myself that I wouldn't let the fear of man. And I think I talked about that in the last podcast. I wouldn't let the fear of man keep me from honoring my God and my Jesus, the, the one that I love so much and the one that loves me so much. And so I hope that, um, I hope that this just encourages you in your worship to, um, just kill your self-consciousness like this book says, to, uh, lay aside your inhibitions, to, uh, praise with everything you got to celebrate and to not um you don't even have to wait for a celebratory moment because the moment's always happening the the uh the celebration is ongoing in heaven even now there's a feast happening in heaven and there's a party waiting for all of our arrival when jesus returns and when we get to just join in in that party and we can join in with it right here on earth because God has given us his presence he's given us the gift of his spirit and we can experience that right here and right now so um let me just pray for you and pray for um myself and um all of us thank you so much for listening again and just listening to my heart um and going on this journey with me god thank you so much that you are a kind and good and loving father that you are so compassionate lord and that you aren't angry with us that um you're like you're a joyful father you're a happy papa you are full of joy and life and you have a big smile on your face when you see us worshiping you when you see our dance because you gave your son for us to receive that healing god you gave jesus on the cross and he poured out his blood for us that we may receive that healing, that redemption. 
don't let us take that lightly. Don't let us believe lies about this life. That there's boxes that you're in, God. There's boxes that we have to be in. Break every single box that we have been taught. Help us to to just break out of those things that maybe um, that we that have been brought upon us from teaching or shame that people maybe shamed us. Lord, I just pray for healing over over shame right now in Jesus' name. That you would break off every bit of shame on anybody, uh, however that may be entered into their lives. That you would uh, replace those words that brought shame into their life with words of healing and words of love. That you would bring words of affirmation into their lives, Lord. And that you would heal that. um, That you would turn weeping into dancing in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that... um, that your church would rise up. And I know that this this church, your, your bride on the earth, is just growing ever and ever brighter, Lord, in these days. And that you would not let us cower in fear to, to any darkness. Because darkness will not overcome you, God. That, Jesus, your light is so bright in us. And that we know that you have a plan and you've already won the victory. And that we're just getting brighter and stronger. Don't let us believe the lies, Lord. Fill your church with joy. I've been hearing that a lot from us, from our leaders and pastors um, that are here doing the work, that there's a joy to be had in the church. And I pray that joy over your people right now, in Jesus' name, that we would take hold of joy and that the enemy would not steal our joy, but we would say, no, we know that this joy is for us and we're going to raise a hallelujah. We're going to praise. We're going to just be more undignified and we're going to worship you in spirit and truth. God, would you just set us free that we would set those around us free in Jesus' name. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you that you have made us free. In your holy name, I pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening again. I hope that you guys have a great week. I will try my best to do this again next next week. If you want to stay caught up with me um, and um, chat with me, my Instagram is Jenna Grace May. Facebook, Jenna Grace May. I love connecting with you guys um, on socials, and I hope that you're blessed and have a great week.